Wegovy, a weight loss drug from Novo Nordisk, has become so popular that the drug maker said last week it would have to limit new patients' doses. The company said that those already taking higher maintenance doses of the drug should still be able to fill their prescriptions. This is Pulse Check. I'm Katherine Ellen Foley. It's another busy week in healthcare. This week, I'll be following the two-day FDA Advisory Committee meeting to discuss the first application for an over-the-counter birth control pill. On Wednesday, my colleagues are tuning in to a Senate help hearing on insulin costs and pharmacy benefit managers. Thursday, they'll be tracking the committee's markup of bills focused on similar measures. And also on Thursday, the House Energy and Commerce Committee will hold a hearing examining what's behind prescription drug shortages. The World Health Organization on Friday declared that COVID-19 is no longer a global public health emergency. This week, the U.S. public health emergency is also slated to end. And the community health workforce that bulked up in the face of the pandemic is now facing layoffs as COVID-19 winds down. Daniel Payne is here to explain more. Hey, Catherine. Thanks for having me. Can you explain what is happening to the community public health workers who were trained to respond to the pandemic now that the federal government is winding down its COVID response? The federal government during the pandemic put a ton of money into community health worker workforce training and just paying community health workers to go out into communities and help connect people to care, help them understand early on the importance of masking and social distancing and then helping to connect people to testing and then eventually helping people connect to vaccination sites and helping to get shots in arms and making people feel comfortable with sort of the public health infrastructure that had been set up to handle the pandemic. But now that money is beginning to dry up slowly but surely. And community health workers are actually facing layoffs now. There was huge unprecedented growth in the sector of the public health infrastructure. And now we're at the end of it. And there's an open question of what happens to all this training that we've invested in. So what are public health experts and other advocates of community health workers saying should happen? They're essentially saying that we need to continue finding funding for community health workers, that there's more work to be done, not necessarily related to COVID, but also related to diabetes, to obesity, to drug overdoses, that there are lots of public health challenges that really in a lot of ways rely on connecting to communities where they are, connecting them to care, being cognizant of different cultures that exist within the country and different experiences that people have, and really building trust with the public health system. So there's a sense that it might be a waste if we've trained all these people and they're on payrolls and then they have to leave and find different jobs when there's more work to be done within healthcare in the U.S. You mentioned that some public health experts are advocating for additional funding. Is there a chance of that funding? I mean, what are some of the barriers to getting it to be a reality? So there is a little bit more funding now than there was pre-pandemic for community health workers, but nothing near what these advocates are saying would be needed to continue this workforce at the funding level that the pandemic grants offered. A big part of that is that we have a divided Congress here. It, it would have to come from Congress. And there are lots of concerns, particularly from Republicans in the House, that inflation is a big issue, economic concerns that the government's spending too much already, and concerns that too much was being spent for pandemic purposes without a lot of oversight. 
oversight. So this, I think for a lot of Republicans sort of falls under those concerns as well, that we don't need to spend more in these buckets, particularly not at the level that we have been spending before. So those are the challenges, but it is to some extent a bipartisan issue. There's bipartisan support for some funding for community health workers going forward as there has been in the past. But the real question is how much funding and that amount of funding determining sort of the size of the workforce going forward. What are some of the fears? What are the implications of discontinuing this funding for community health workers? What'll happen if we do have this sort of mass shrinkage of healthcare workers now that, you know, sort of the opposite of this growth that we saw? I think there's a fear that a big lesson that was learned from the pandemic, which is we need to build up more trust between Americans and their public health system, is just going to go unlearned. That these community health workers who are really trained to build up trust, to build understanding, help connect people to resources and coverage is going to go to waste. That when we have an opportunity to build up trust, it's not going to be built up. And like you said, there's a concern that there are a lot of other health crises in the country that are not necessarily getting better. In fact, several are getting worse. And those are not going to be addressed adequately without sort of mediators to broker these relationships and care. Sounds like even as the pandemic winds down, we're really at a pivotal moment in like the future of healthcare again. Absolutely. I think it's part of a much larger question of what do we do from here with all the lessons that we've learned from the pandemic and all the infrastructure we've set up to handle the pandemic? What do we do with it all? Thanks for asking those questions, Daniel. And thanks for talking to people who can shed some light on some of the answers. And thanks for sharing them with us. Absolutely. Thanks, Catherine. Great talking. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah and Annie Reese are our producers. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. There's Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.